nuts. You like nuts? Mm. What kind of nuts do you like? Mm, trouble. Welcome to the Holy Healthy Mama podcast. I'm Kristen Noriega, your host, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and fellow Christian mom. I provide moms with practical, uncomplicated solutions so you can feed yourself and your family with confidence and lean into an active lifestyle. I'm on a mission to make health the standard, and I believe it starts in the family with mom at the core. So whether you're filled with holy guacamole, the Holy Spirit, or have no idea what either of those are, I've got you covered, friend. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. We are back here at Holy Healthy Mama, episode 16, Food Labels 101. I can't believe we have 16 episodes, and the podcast is doing pretty well. I get good feedback from all of you who listen, and if you would leave me a review with some of those kind words, it would also help spread the word to others who might need to hear podcast too. So yeah, help me out, friends. Give a share, give a like, give a review. Let me know if the podcast is helpful for you because that's what I'm here for. So let's get into our moment of encouragement. First off, we are talking Gandhi today, and he said, Truth is by nature self-evident. As soon as you remove the cobwebs of ignorance that surround it, it shines clear. (laughs) Let me repeat that. Truth is by nature self-evident. As soon as you remove the cobwebs of ignorance that surround it, it shines clear. So this is totally applicable to food labels. Once you, once, not lunch. That's lunch. Once you get rid of the cobwebs of ignorance, not saying you're ignorant, but we just, you know, learn a little bit more about it, then the truth behind these food labels is just going to shine bright at you. It's going to be glaring at you, and you'll never be able to look at them differently or the same. You'll never be able to look at them the same, and hopefully you look at them differently. Sheesh, get with it, Kristen. Come on. Okay, now let's think about an evening with Netflix and you're sitting on the couch and you've got you go into the freezer and you pull out this pint of ice cream you know the little tubs not the huge one the one that's like oh you know two your hands um, together making a circle about that big that's a little pint so you sit down and you start to eat the ice cream straight from the container it's delicious it's cool the bit the kids are in bed You know, you're just enjoying yourself, and you're eating your ice cream, and you're eating your ice cream, and it's getting a little softer, and then it's getting a little soupy, and oh, you maybe gave your husband a couple bites, but oh, you ate all the crunchy stuff, and mm, well, there's just a little bit left. I'm just going to go ahead and finish it. All right. Well, that was so good, but now... you might not have meant to eat that whole thing, but that's okay because that's the serving size, right? That's why they make it in that package. Just kidding. So (laughs) they package it that way, but really that is a lot of servings. I think it's three servings per pint. And 
I'm going to talk a little bit more about this today to help you put it into perspective because the packaging tricks us. It fools us into thinking that it's okay to eat the whole package or that we're supposed to eat the whole package at one time, the whole container, the whole pint of ice cream, the whole bag of chips. That's the way they sell it. So that's what we're supposed to do. But nope. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I talked about the portion sizes for kids. And now this will help you understand that even more. You know, just because there's this little package of it, just because there's a pint, doesn't mean you should be eating the whole thing. So, I'm guilty of eating far too much ice cream while binge watching Netflix, sitting on the couch with my husband, and not even giving him a bite. So, <laughs> this isn't supposed to make you feel bad. This is supposed to just help you, ah, next time, think about it a little bit more as you learn to read the food label better. So, Let's begin by talking about the different types of labels. There's three different types. The most basic is product dates. This is basic, but not uncomplicated. <laughs> There's sell by, use by, and best if used by. And product dates aren't required on most packaging. And they're usually just a recommendation. So if the store, they have to sell by a certain date. They don't have to, but they, they usually sell by that date because otherwise the quality of the product diminishes after that date. And the store wants to sell the best product. The use by date is on different packaging and or on different items. And you should generally use it by this date for the optimal flavor for the optimal texture so it's not stale so it cooks the best so it and then for some products so it's not rancid like dairy products and best if used by is the more recent labeling they're trying there's a big movement to standardize this labeling and best if used by is what you'll probably see most frequently these days because beyond that date it's not going to be its best. It's all kind of this in line with each other, you know, sell by, use by, best if used by, but a little bit differently. And so this movement's trying to standardize these labels because these labels contribute to at least like 20% of food waste. And there's no real hard date for these things. If your crackers are good one day, the very next day, they're probably still going to be okay, but the product manufacturers try to put these labels on there just as a guideline, and it's contributing to food waste. So as you use these product dates, use them with a grain of salt. <laughs> use them as a guideline to make informed consumption here. So if it's a product that will go rancid, that will go bad, be a little bit, use more discretion. If it's a product that's just going to get a little stale, we'll try it and see if it's still good. And if it is stale, see if you can use it in a different way. Like, can you crumble up your crackers and use them in meatloaf? Because it doesn't matter if they're stale. You want stale crackers. You want stale 
hard, crunchy things in your meatloaf, right? <laughs> so use those dates with a grain of salt. The next type of food label is the ingredient list. The ingredient list lets you know what is in the product. Obviously, right? It's the ingredients. It's what's in there. And it's supposedly supposed to be real transparent so that you actually know what's in your food. So this is good for allergen information and it's good for understanding what you're eating. So um, the products that are listed first, there's the ingredients that are listed first, there's more of those. And as you go down the list, there's less and less. So it's weighted, right? The ingredients listed first, there's more. And the ones at the bottom, there's less. And often it gets down to where it says, like, less than 2%, less than 1% of the following ingredients. And allergens, these can be tricky because they can be listed in there under different names. So if you're looking at cow milk, dairy products, it could be listed as milk. It could be listed as cream, butter, dairy, whey, casein, casinate, all these different varieties. So usually there's a little disclaimer underneath that says allergens or allergen information. And the manufacturers are required to list the most common allergens right there. It should be done for you. It should say it contains wheat, milk, soy, egg, um, tree nuts, peanuts. Those are the most common ones. Or like uh, shellfish, I think. I might say that. I don't know. Anyhow, um, that's going to be helpful for you if you're trying to eliminate a specific food group, a specific allergen. It will be helpful for you if you're breastfeeding and you're trying to reduce your dairy intake, you're going to look at the allergens listed right there. And it, even though you have that allergen disclaimer, if you don't see an allergen disclaimer, I strongly encourage you to scan through the full ingredient list for the allergen that you're looking for if it's a product you're unfamiliar with. So if you're pulling out a package of goldfish, that's going to be my reference today. I've got one right in front of me. It says contains wheat and milk. Okay, that's great because today, for this example, I'm not eating milk. I'm not eating dairy. And then in the full ingredient list, you can see it says cheddar cheese, cultured milk. Um, those are the dairy ingredients in there. So you want to look both at the allergens and the full ingredient list. Alright, now let's get to the meat of food labels. The nutrition facts label. This is where there's so much confusion from us as consumers. This is that example of eating the entire pint of ice cream because that's how it's packaged, right? But Looking at the nutrition facts label is where you're going to get all the information you need about portion sizes, calories, fat, nutrients, the good, the bad, the ugly. 
So you turn your product around and you see that nutrition facts label and it's a, usually a rectangle. That's the shape. And there's two different types of labels you're going to see. You're going to see the old fashioned type where the calories are the same size as all the other print. Like literally the font size is the same. That's outdated and the FDA is changing regulations and now the label's starting to look different. Some products are already there and they're already set and they're already ready with the new regulations where you will see the calories is much bigger size. The serving sizes are much bigger. This new movement in food labeling is to help you and me, the consumer, to understand what we're eating. So they've changed the font size so that certain things... Oops, that was my pasta shaking as I'm looking at the label. <laughs> they've changed the font size so that certain, um, certain numbers, certain words stick out at us more. It seems kind of silly, but that's just part of the transparency of the... Um, this new movement here, this new regulation, I should say. It's not just a movement. The FDA is the Food and Drug Administration, and they regulate lots of labeling and other aspects of our food. It's kind of weird. They do, like, literally medications and foods, and, yeah, I guess it's just what goes into your body, right? So, let's see here. Take a breath. Take a beat. This is so much information, and it's okay. That's all right. I'm going to talk you through it. We've talked product dates. I feel like I'm talking fast, too. Sorry, guys. Product dates. We've talked ingredients and allergens. And now we're going to talk nutrition facts labels. Okay. So when you read this label, whether it's the old version or the new version, you're going to find serving size. You're going to read this serving size on the package because this is the amount people typically eat at one time. It's not necessarily what you should be eating. I'm looking at my pasta here. It's whole grain, penny, barilla pasta. Just got it at like Walmart or Target, wherever. It's just a regular box that you would see. 16 ounces. So on this label, serving size is right up top, and it says eight servings per container. Serving size is two ounces. I really should go get my ice cream. It would make more sense. But I ate it all, and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> okay, not in one sitting. I'll be honest with you. Not in one sitting. I think it was actually three, and I think that was what was recommended on my Ben & Jerry's tub. <laughs> but, okay. Anyway, cut out the chatter. <laughs> here we go. Serving size of this box of pasta. There's eight servings in here. And this is a little crazy because no one's going to eat all this pasta, right? If that makes sense. You can get eight portions out of this box. Now, going back to my little individual pack of goldfish, it says one pack. Amount per serving, or serving size is one pack. One serving per container versus my pasta. There's eight servings in this box. So you can see just based on the container a rough idea of how much you should eat. But you can also get more specific. Like it says on my noodles it says two ounces or 
56 grams. If you wanted to be really specific, you could weigh it out. Or a lot of packages will say like one cup. Literally a measuring cup, cups worth of that product is what the nutrition information underneath applies to. So the calories and the protein and all of that applies to that one serving. It's not for the whole box. That one serving is going to have what is listed underneath. So moving on, looking at the calories, that's usually next. You see the calories. My goldfish, it has 200. My pasta, it has 180. That's for that one serving. That's not the whole box. That's not a whole box of goldfish. That is that little tiny amount that's in this little self-serve package of goldfish for me and versus the package of pasta that's the whole box but that's the one serving so 180 calories of pasta 200 calories of goldfish now next would be the percent daily values this is on the right side of your rectangle of the nutrition facts this is just a guide to evaluate how this food fits into your daily meal plan the daily the total daily value, you know, 100% is your entire day. So if I'm eating this pasta and I look at the carbohydrates for the one serving, that's one eighth of this box. The carbohydrates is 14% of my carbohydrates for the whole day. It's not for the meal. It's not, like, please don't be confused. That daily value percent is out of the whole day of, of your food, everything you're taking in. And now what you need to know about this daily value is that it's an average level of nutrients for a person eating 2,000 calories a day. 2,000 calories a day is, okay, cal- like what you need is so individual. It's really hard to make generalizations right now, but 2,000 calories is the general recommendation for adult Americans. You know, looking at a woman who's pretty sedentary, not very active, not pregnant, not breastfeeding, you might need more closer to like 1,500 calories. Let's say you are breastfeeding and you're active and... You know, you might need like 2,400, 2,800 calories. If you're a marathon runner, you're going to need so many more calories. So this percent daily value is out of 2,000 calories. It's just a general recommendation. And that's not strictly what you need for to meet your needs as a season of life with your activity level, with what you've got going on. But... They've standardized it, so that's what we've got to use. And don't get caught up in it, because the the main ones that I want you to look at would be, like, uh, let's see, where is it? Sodium and saturated fats. Those are the ones that you really want to monitor, because those are the ones that can easily get out of control. But aside from that, the percent daily values of fat of protein, of carbohydrates. Eh, it's kind of like, well, I don't know, 
that's all right. That's cool. It's legit nice recommendation, nice information, but not uh, 100% applicable to you where you are. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit more about the foods, or I mean the nutrients that you want less of and the nutrients that you want more of. Okay, so the items on your nutrient label, your nutrition facts label, sorry, that you want to reduce and monitor and watch closely are the saturated fats, added sugars, and sodium. Because these can lead to chronic disease if you have a lot of these three specific nutrients or items in your diet. Saturated fats and trans fats are linked to an increased risk of heart disease. Eating too much added sugar is, makes it difficult to meet your nutrient needs within your calorie requirement. So you're getting too many calories from the sugar, not enough of the good, better nutrients. And then high levels of sodium can lead to high blood pressure. So you want to watch these and uh, keep them on the lower side from the products that you're choosing. Now the ones that you want more of would be fiber, potassium, vitamin D, calcium, and iron. These vitamins, minerals, and fiber are great for you. If you are choosing products that have more of these, you are choosing more nutrient-dense foods. These vitamins, minerals, and fiber, they are nutrients. They are good for your body. They are providing your body the things that you need for good health, for good gut health, for good immune protection. All of these things contribute to overall better quality of diet. So this is where you get nutrient-dense foods. You're going to hear that phrase come up probably from me down the road. I try to make sure you understand it every time I use it, but nutrient-dense is foods that are dense with nutrients, dense with vitamins, minerals, fiber, antioxidants, good things for you. So you can look at this label. Again, you see what is in your food, what it is made out of as far as the nutrients within it. I'm not just talking the ingredients for the product, but actually the nutrients that are inside of it that are going to help or eh, not help you out as far as your body goes, as far as diet goes. What's in there? What are you allowing into your body? Read the label. Now, there's a caveat here. Labels can sometimes be off. They can be off and you will know because weight can vary a little bit. Uh, maybe that the factory, the mineral packet didn't get quite dumped in all the way. There's a little variance within it. But overall, if you are filling your body with the good stuff, reducing some of the not so good stuff, you are setting yourself up for success. All right. So that's kind of a lot of information here about labels. And I just 
discuss it because if you are buying products that are in packaged, they have a label and you need to know how to read it. So, you know, you're going to look for allergens, you're going to aim for portions that are appropriate for your body. I'm not saying that the package has exactly what you need on it, but when you're watching calories, when you're looking at the nutrients that you're putting in your body, you have to adjust for the amount. You can't just assume that this 180 calories that it says on this pasta package is for the whole box. No, there's eight servings of those, so eight times 180, that's what? Well over a thousand. Too much math for me. Well over a thousand calories just in that one box. So, gotta monitor your sizes and then you wanna fill up on the good stuff fiber, protein, the vitamins that are listed towards the bottom, the minerals that are listed towards the bottom, the calcium, vitamin D, and potassium, and then you want to try to use this label to help you reduce some of the sodium, the added sugars, specifically added sugars. It's listed on there if there's sugar dumped into the product. This pasta, it has, uh, let's see, 39 grams of carbohydrates. That's just natural carbohydrates that you're going to be eating. This goldfish has added sugar to it. I mean, it's less than one gram, but it's listed separately. The total carbohydrates are 28 grams, and then it says sugars less than one. The pasta doesn't have that because they didn't pour pas- they didn't pour sugar into the bowl when they were creating it. The goldfish, they did pour sugar in. So those added sugars are what you want to reduce. If you were to look at that ice cream, it probably has dang near 20 grams of added sugar. That's like literally white sugar or brown sugar or syrup or whatever it is that they have just poured into the product. You know, scooped it up, poured it in. Those are the added sugars. So added sugars, saturated fats, trans fats, those are the ones you want to monitor. And sodium, monitor those. Keep them minimal. This is so much information. I really think that you should go check out my blog. If you have questions, let me know what you're struggling with. If some part of this just doesn't make sense, I need to know. I need to be able to walk you through that. So message me, text me, email me, find me, hunt me down. (laughs) Let me know, friends, because I'm here for you, and I really want you to be able to live your best, healthiest life. And if it's just something as simple as figuring out how to read the package, then let's do it. All right, friends, you have a great one, and see you next time. All right, thanks for listening to Holy Healthy Mama. If you loved the show, please leave me a five-star review. It will help with the show's visibility, initial and long-term success, and it will make my heart happy. All right, friends, love your babies, say your prayers, and eat your greens.